Welcome to Old Eyes New Glasses, a podcast about relationships, family, and how emotional intelligence impacts our lives. My name is Avery Baker and my dad is Brian Baker. It's a family joke that he's got the old eyes and I've got the new glasses and that's how we got the name of our show. Together, we are the only father and son inspirational speaking duo on the circuit. This podcast is an extension of the messages we share with audiences we speak to, ranging from thousands of people at national conferences to high school gymnasiums with 1,200 students. Get ready to listen to some of the most dynamic, the most unique, and the most inspirational cross-generational conversations you've ever heard. Good morning, Pops. What's up? How you doing today? What's up, man? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good, brother. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, for... For as good as good can be in 2020, you know, I'm, I'm healthy, family's healthy. I feel like every time we've uh, done a podcast this year, it kind of, we, we preface it by saying, you know what? Hey, counting my (laughs) blessings. Yeah. We just preface it by saying, Hey, it's 2020. That's all you got to say, right? Everybody knows for the remainder of all of our lives. If you live (laughs) through 2020, all you have to say, you remember the year 2020 and everybody will say, yeah, I want to forget that year never yeah never forget that year so um yeah but you know i am i am grateful and uh i can't you know can't sleep on that so uh today we are talking about a really interesting topic and we're gonna dive into therapy Mm. Uh, all or kind of all encompassing what therapy is um and i do want to specify that we're talking about you know mental health awareness excuse me, mental health and wellness or Mm. mental health awareness. Yeah, you could do Uh, both. Exactly. 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 And not necessarily diving into like physical therapy or, you know, other forms of respiratory therapy. Nah, we're talking about like mental therapy, counseling. um, And we want to dive into this topic because I think it's very, it's going to be a very interesting conversation seeing that I, for one, have not been through therapy on a regular basis. However, you have been through therapy on a regular basis. And so I think that these two perspectives, um, we can bridge, potentially bridge a gap. And, um, and I think part of this conversation can help go towards destigmatizing some of the things that um, we may have thought about therapy prior to, for, for example, in your experience, prior to going to therapy, or from my experience, having never gone through therapy, I may have some preconceived notions that um, I think this conversation will be really good and kind of chipping away at that. Yeah, I mean, I think conversations like this are necessary, whether they be within one's family, uh, whether they be, um, you know, within your friendships, uh, whether they be with yourself, quite frankly, right? Questioning whether or not you need to um, seek help and some assistance in some areas of your life. I, for one, believe that the year 2020, everybody needs therapy after this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we just go keep it, if we're going to keep it 100, this is a year of, of uh, multiple challenges on various fronts in everyone's life. Yep. And the thing about it is you may not even know uh for some time after this thing is over, the challenges or the damage or the struggles that you had in this, right? And so I am excited about today's topic because it's it's just necessary and there's nothing um, 
there's nothing but positives that 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 can come out of it mm-hmm. um, when it comes to therapy. So I'll, I'll hand it over to you, man, to just kind of kick us off and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I think one thing that you just mentioned is um, that everyone needs therapy in 2020. And I think it's interesting that because of this year, um, with not having the same level of distractions that we are also accustomed to having in our day-to-day lives, whether that's just going to work Mm. as a form of like getting out of the house and getting, you know, um, diversity in, in your like day. Yeah. Um, I think just all of these things that we're so accustomed to doing now is not the case. And how has that affected us or how has that potentially brought up things that we've been able to skate by on, on an individual level and as a societal level, um, that we've just been able to skate by on and not really need to address. So I think it's uh, I think it is a very interesting time in this conversation, like all of the previous podcasts that we've done this year. They're, they're very apropos to where we are in life. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, you know, you are essentially the expert um, in this conversation today. And uh, I would like to hear from you about what your experience with therapy has been and potentially, you know, maybe if you want to get into what led you to seeking therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'll start there. I mean, the, um, the thing that led me to realize and understand that I needed therapy was the passing of your grandfather. Hmm. And, um, it, he passed six months after my grandfather passed. Mm -hmm. And so you had a situation where, when my grandfather passed and, and I was very close with Gramps, um, he was 102 years old. Right. And so, you know, it was a, he was he was ready. He, you know, he was he he had had a beautiful journey and a long journey, and and he was ready to to uh, to transition. And I was ready for him to transition in some ways. It saddened me an awful lot, but never in my wildest dreams that I think six months after that that uh, you know my dad would pass. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I realized um, just a few days after um, after Pop's passed was uh i needed help Mm. and it was not going to be the type of help that i could give myself now you know i'm I'm fortunate uh to be built that way to be able to acknowledge like like you know to know what i know but to also know what i don't know Mm -hmm. and i think that there's a lot of people that struggle with that and i didn't know how to deal with you know what i was facing and what i was feeling and so that's what prompted me the very first time to go and seek therapy. Um, I was with a, a, with a therapist, a counselor, you know, four days, three days, four days after, you know, your grandfather passed. It was not a great experience. uh, uh, Candidly, I was dealing with someone um, who uh, uh, I did not feel could really help me at that point in time. Um, because I don't think that they were used to dealing with an African-American man. And so uh, I had to really get over my disappointment after that session and just seek somebody out who I thought um, would be able to relate to me a little bit more. And what do you, yeah, can, you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? What do you mean by relate to you? Yeah, well, in, in, in this particular case, I just kind of felt like... Um, uh, the, the individual that I was dealing with, 
um, had not dealt with African-American men uh, uh, very much at all. So I could tell it was kind of a, a struggle for her, you know, when, when, when you live a little bit and I'm, I'm now, you know, in my mid fifties, uh, but, and I was in my forties at the time, when you live a little bit, you understand, uh, innately, um, when someone is struggling to connect with you just because they're not Ooh. used to interacting with someone like you, Ooh. uh, you know, your discernment when you live long enough tells you that sort of thing. And so, that just wasn't what I was feeling and what I needed at that time. I, you know, I didn't need to coach somebody on how to deal with me or how to deal with someone like me whose experiences perhaps they didn't have. And so no shade to that person. I just didn't feel that it was right for me. And I immediately began the search for someone else um, who I felt um, I could connect with better, particularly because it was the first time that I really dove in to trying to get some help from somebody else. And mm -hmm. so um, subsequently, I did find somebody uh, that helped me out. And I stayed with it for a couple of months, um, like twice, twice a month, twice a month, it was I stayed with it for about three months, so I had about five or six sessions. Um, and it was helpful, it helped me to understand that it was okay uh, to grieve. And to take the time to grieve and and to uh, understand that there's not necessarily a, a clock uh, associated with grieving, mm. right? Because everybody goes through that that journey a little bit differently. And so, you know, we fast forward to a year after your grandfather dies, and then you know, Mark, my brother, passes away mm -hmm. a year to the date of of Gramps's uh, memorial service. Mm -hmm. So now that those a whole another level of trauma yeah. like into my life. Whereas I, you know, stuck with it for, like I said, three months after Gramps passed away and thought I kind of had a grip on it to, to then a year later, like wondering like what the hell is going on in my world. Mm. And so I found myself right back in therapy this time for uh, a longer duration, uh, because I certainly needed that. Uh, so did you, so much did deeper. you take a break between, did you take a break between, you know, the passing of Grampy? Yeah. And you started therapy. Yeah. And the passing of Uncle Mark, was there a break or were you kind of, was that the same, um, process? It, it was, it was the same pattern after, after Mark passed away. Uh, again, I was in a, I was in a play. I was actually in a deeper hole than I was the year before. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, after I started going to therapy, uh, um, when Gramps, when your Gramps passed away, um, as I said, I went five or six times and just kind of chilled on it afterwards. It was like, Oh, I got this now. Mm. Right. Like I, you know, I have some of the, some of the techniques, I have some of the things that I think that I could use and I wouldn't even scratch the surface. Mm. I didn't know that at the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it really hit me after Mark passed away because it's kind of like, you didn't really, you know, I remember saying to myself, man, you didn't really do, you didn't really do any work. <laughs> right. You yeah. made yourself feel good that you went to therapy, but you didn't really, you know, doing any, do any work on yourself. And so it was after, after Mark passed away that I did realize that I had to go a lot deeper. I mean, I had, you know, you and your brother, 
um, to raise, you know, you know, your mom, you know, our marriage, you know, uh, needed to be where it needed to be in order for our family to, to not just be surviving, but to thrive. And so I really, the second go around, um, dove deep into some self-exploration and, um, and put in a lot of time, um, to, to go on a, uh, a journey of discovery and of development mm-hmm. and it and it uh it was very very rewarding for me to be able to do that and and for context for those that are listening these losses in our family these occurred 10 plus years ago you know about 10 11 12 mm-hmm. years ago and so i say that because you know you're you're a grown man in your 40s um, with a family, two kids and a wife. Mm-hmm. And and this is at this point is when you're finding out or you're starting to seek this, this help yeah. in this manner. Um, and I think that that's, that's really interesting to hear or to know that that was you at that point in your life, because ideally, we kind of think or we assume, you know, like I said, you're a guy in your mid 40s, wife, two kids, um, good job. You kind of seem to have figured it out as soon as mm-hmm. you, or, you know, you've got it put together in air quotes, put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I'm, that I've picked up from listening to you and, um, and I can, and I can talk a little bit about where I'm at in this point in my life, but um, the, the process of going to therapy was, um, was reactionary for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And, and I find myself and, and we, meaning humans, a lot of people find ourselves now here in 2020, in December of 2020, um, also feeling kind of reactionary to the things that have transpired over the last nine months. Mm-hmm. And, and personally, I find myself as like, dang, I think I, you know, I, I need therapy. And I'm um, going to be, you know, seeking therapy, especially at, at the turn of the new year, because it's something that I feel like, man, it's, we've, we've been through a lot this year. I've yeah. been through a lot this year. Um, and you went through a lot at that time after the, the passing of your grandfather and then mm-hmm. your father and then your brother. And you didn't even get to the to your grandmother. Right. Uh, and, and so those losses occurring back to back to back to back. I just one thing that I'm pondering is, is just why do you think, and I'd love to hear from you and maybe I I have some, some input on this as well, but why do you think as people, we can be so reactionary or reactive, I should say, to something like this, as opposed to being proactive Mm -hmm. um, to something like this? And there's several answers, I think, but what do you, what are some of the reasons in your mind that we can be, reactive as opposed to proactive in seeking some sort of counseling and therapy help? I mean, well, I think that, I mean, if you think about, if you think about um, how we live in our country, in this country, in America, right? America Mm -hmm. as a country tends to be reactive to things. Hmm. I mean, you know, here we are, have a, a, more resources than any other country on the face of the planet, knowing that we have certain issues and yet, you know, we don't begin to deal with stuff until something tragic happens. Mm. I mean, if you think about like, let's, let's take, um, 
Let's take something current. Let's take um, infrastructure in this country. Okay. Right? Infrastructure in this country where we got roads and bridges and uh, tunnels that are crumbling in this country have been for the last 30 or 40 years. There should be a massive amount of of um, revitalization of our inter- infrastructure going on certainly would help uh, economically uh, put a lot of people to work uh, to do that. Now, this is what I would predict. You know, that will really, really begin to happen um, if there was some sort of tragic incident in this country mm. where a bridge collapsed mm. or some a tunnel, something tragic that could have been prevented right proactively dealt with right well, I think, yeah to your point i think that that in that specific example um i remember several years back when there was a bridge i think in minnesota that mm-hmm. collapsed and, and it was horrible it was mm-hmm. a tragedy for so many people and um for the first time and and this could you know this could be my own bias not really paying attention prior mm-hmm. to but then I started noticing um, overpasses in, in just my city. Now, mind you, that was an incident in, in Minnesota. Right. But overpasses in my city in Sacramento, um, there was there was mass construction going on or, you know, making sure that things were upkept. And I think that that's a um, that's a good point that you made and a good example of that. I think that, you know, I to your point, but I think even a little bit further, I think that there is a um, uh, a genuine um, sense that, you know, asking for help sometimes um, is correlated with, with not knowing and not knowing is correlated with, I don't want to say, I don't want to jump to weakness, yeah. but um, not knowing just means that, you know, well, you quite literally don't have the answers. And then when you don't have the answers, well, how can you move forward not knowing the answers? You're just blindly going through life. So people constantly are are feeling like, okay, I've got to have everything taken care of. I've got to be in control. I've got to be in charge. And I think that for a lot of people, living in ambiguity is, is very tough. Well, I, I mean, uh, uh, so just I, to continue on the whole, your initial question of, of reaction versus being proactive, that's also uh, tends to be a trait in our country that people have, right? You can't be weak, right? Or, uh, 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 weak in terms of the way that a lot of people may define weak. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, to be able to ask for help could be a display of weakness to be able to to want to share what's that or considered handouts or considered handouts correct correct now or you know the way that you know the way that uh you know sometimes you know parents raise their kids is like don't you know you don't express your feelings or share your feelings or you know you don't cry that kind that whole kind of thing that happens that um you know, so that you kind of it's built into you. It's just kind of like, well, you know, I'll figure this out on my own. I can do this myself. You know, it's that rugged individualism that that uh, that's a trait of the United States of America, which is, you know, it, it it's it's got its perks on the one hand. But on the flip side, you know, it's it 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 causes 
um, a, a, a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary grief um, in people's lives. And so we just are a country that's not about being proactive. You look at healthcare; We're not proactive when it comes to health care, when it comes to drug prevention. We're not proactive when it comes to drug prevention. We, you know, we want to be we want to be um, uh, uh, we want to have the war on drugs, which is really not a war on drugs. Right. It's not a war on drugs to to try to uh, help people with the problem of drugs in the United States of America. If it was about, you know, pro and the war on drugs was a reactive thing. Right. Well, yeah. And, and to uh, further that point, I remember uh, recent one of Dave Chappelle's recent stand ups, he talks about the op opioid crisis mm -hmm. and and just how reactionary that crisis has been um where it's <laughs> this has been a problem like sure. addiction issues are not new right um you know substance abuse is not new and as opposed to to your point as opposed to digging to the root of the issue, put mm -hmm. a mandate over it, mm -hmm. um, and in in certain scenarios, that means starting a war on drugs. Um, in other scenarios, that means just arresting the dealer and not actually providing resources for um, to to assist users. Yeah. And so then, well, what comes from that? Well, then you know, obviously, more dealers will come along because there's clearly a marketplace for that. Um, and so I do think that, yeah, you know, there, there is a, a, there is an ounce of truth in that and just how we perceive getting help. Yeah. And I don't believe that it's uniquely an American thing. We just happen, you know, to be, um, Americans living in America. And so when you look around, um, you know, in our society, there are so many things that we need assistance and help on that um, that really are are available to us. But to your point, and we've had these conversations before about the stigma associated with therapy. And and um, I think, fortunately, I think that's changing a little bit now. I think because I think there is more awareness of being put towards. Um, you know, mental health um, awareness. Uh, I think you, you see a lot more um, openness for people that have gone through things to come out and talk about it. You see a lot of athletes, um, yeah. you know, talking about it uh, these days um, and how it's uh, affected them. You see a lot of celebrities discuss it. And, uh, and so I think, I think it's getting, I think it's getting better. I think that there are um, there are resources out there available to to people um, that perhaps they don't know about it at the local or the uh, the county or the statewide level, but but people have to get to a place where they understand you know what it is that they don't know, yeah. and the reality of it is is that uh, I would venture to say certainly there's no know research to back this up but i would venture to say that the majority of the people in this country don't really even know who they are mm. that could be a whole that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different podcast on self-awareness right but you know you have to really take the time i mean how often and you and i talk about this when we speak you know to groups like how often 
has anyone asked themselves the question, who am I? And then what happens when you begin to answer that question? Do you like the answers that you're giving? Do you struggle to give any answers? Do you do you actually even have an idea of who you are as a person? And so, you know, that that's for me, that's what therapy helped me with. It helped me to discover, you know, you know, who I was, what made me tick, you know, help me understand a little bit more about the things that trigger me, hmm. help me understand how to um you know, combat the things that triggered me, helped me to uh, begin to really stop and 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 live in the moment. You know, that's something that I admire a lot about you and your mom. Um, uh, both of you tend to uh, embrace living in the moment at that point in time, whereas my entire life, you know, I'm I, I've always been trying to, like, think about like two or three moves ahead. And, you know, that sometimes is fantastic. It's fantastic from a strategic perspective in certain areas of your life. But I don't think that you can do that with every aspect of your life, because I think you, you're kind of missing the point in some areas when you do that. Well, what you just said is interesting, because I recently had a conversation with a friend and we talked about that point exactly about thinking and planning ahead versus living in the moment. And, um, and I think that there is balance between the two. And one of the things that has been very troubling for a lot of people during 2020 is the ability to plan ahead it has, has taken on a whole new meaning hmm. because you can't plan ahead in the same way that we've been used to planning ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't plan ahead for six months from now because we really don't know (laughs) what situations we're going to be in six months from now and that's been the case since march yeah there hasn't been any planning ahead and so i think that that's become troubling for a lot of people including myself Mm -hmm. you know and and you mentioned you like planning two three four steps ahead i too I, i like that i like being able to know that like okay you know four months from now i know that you know perhaps we have events lined up Four months from now but we know that back in february and back in march our events that were lined up throughout this year started getting canceled and postponed mm-hmm. so how can we really plan for where we're gonna be at six months from march from this past march how could we plan where we were gonna be at in september and in august yeah. and and in july when so much uncertainty you know was permeating um the world yeah and yeah, so well go ahead no, no, I was just going to say, I mean, no, you're, 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 that, that's, that's very true. And I think, you know, everyone has kind of been dealing with that, you know, business owners, small business owners. I mean, you know, I feel horribly for uh, uh, these restaurant owners and people that are in the leisure industry um, uh, and hospitality that, you know, they, they, they can't, they can't figure out how they're going to make next week work. Right. Um, and so it's a, it's a tough time. It's a tough time, but it's also a time though. Uh, and again, and this kind of goes on the, you know, perhaps had I not gone through therapy in my life, I wouldn't really view things like this, but I just also think there's a time for some new beginnings right now. I think there's some times, uh, this is a time that 
for a lot of people to clear the slate uh, in their life on a whole um, a myriad of things, right? It could be your, it could be the relationship or your partnership that you have. It could be, you know, you as a parent, it could be you as a business owner or a boss or a coworker, um, just you as a person. I think it's a, I think it's a really opportune time to, um, because we have the time now, right? We have the time um, to just kind of slow down a little bit. And that, you know, it's a, it's a twofold thing. You have the time to, to actually um, uh, rest your mind and then, you know, begin uh, the process of, of, of exploration. But on the flip side of it, you know, it's scary for a lot of people because they have the time to really, really think about their life or their circumstance or their situation um, where where they've been so busy before they haven't had the opportunity to do that. And perhaps they really don't like what it is they see, hmm. which is more of a reason uh, to go on a journey of, 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 of exploration yeah. and discovery. And um, it's really, really beneficial. I, I, I love watching. Um, I don't watch a lot of television, but but I do like watching some of these shows uh, when your mom is is watching, like you know, certain channels, the own channel, and and uh, you know these the, 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 talking about their Oprah. yeah, shout out Oprah, um, you know some of the shows that, that talk about therapy um, and 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 taking you know, talking about personal stories and 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 you can see people going through the, this this discovery, and I and I think it's I think it's a fantastic thing to do because. You really can come out on the other side a whole lot better. Hmm. And you can come out on the other side really at peace with who you are and and where you are or where you're headed. Um, it's a real grounding that takes place. Hmm. And for me, um, to try to go through a grieving process four times in 23 months. Yeah. Right. Um, and not wanting to go through it another time, like it happened and then I started to go through it and then it happened again and I started to go through it and then it happened again. And it's just kind of like, I don't want to go through this anymore. Yeah. Right. And the one thing that we didn't say a little bit earlier is that, you know, my grandmother passed six months after Mark passed right. on the morning of my birthday. Mm. So now that then adds a whole another thing into it. And that was part of my, that was really part of my therapy. One of the questions that I really had in my mind for the longest time was like, why did your, your uncle, why did my brother die exactly a year to the day after my father's funeral? Mm. And then six months after my brother died, why did my grandmother die on my birthday? Mm. That was like weird shit for me. Yeah. It was just kind of like, like that. that's just kind of, it's the kind of stuff that I kind of had to sort out in my mind at the end of the day. It was like projection that I was kind of thinking like yeah. for several years after that on a significant day, something was going to happen. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, you had going on. It's like, okay, here comes Christmas. Like I, I you know, I'm looking forward to Christmas, but I'll be glad when, Christmas day itself is over uh. and that everybody's okay. Or here comes a birthday. Right. And so 
it's a deepness that like we could try to figure these things out on our own. But when you're sitting, it's, it's much like going to a personal trainer, right? Yeah. Like, you, you, you know, you're trying to you're trying to get on a health program. We were just talking about this recently. You try to get on a health program and it's just kind of like, you know, you cannot go out there and you can do it on your own. You know, both you and I have done that and both you and I have had personal trainers. I can't wait to get back to my personal trainer because I've, you know, I've gained LBs with like many other people during this in this pandemic and isolation and all of that. Right. But the point is, is that your personal trainer helps you to be accountable. Yeah. And that's what therapy can do for you. It can help you be accountable. You got somebody there to kind of help you work through, you know, the issues that 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 you're going through. And so um, it's very rewarding. I think you have to really be open to it, yeah. open to what you find out and not be um, afraid about what you find out about yourself. <laughs> and I think that may be why a lot of people don't really want to go down that road. But for you as a young person who's you know, who's, who's very mindful right now, but you're also, you know, have some struggles with like everybody else with the isolation that this has caused. And, you know, as, as someone who's in their mid twenties, you can't just go bar hopping or hanging out with your friends and doing all the things that you're used to doing. You know, what, what is it that you're thinking about in terms of, 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 uh, of therapy and, uh, you know, how do you envision it possibly helping you? Because I know it's something that you're thinking about. Yeah, I think that I, I think I'm. I'm very curious about the process more so than I have been before and not, you know, unlike many other people, but because I've been in this place nine months into pandemic here in the United States, and I feel like I'm hitting another wall. Uh, yeah. a wall of fatigue and so um and this again gets back into that question i asked earlier of like why are we reactive as opposed to proactive and i think one another theme in that question is you know sometimes people wait until you're broken to <laughs> really try to fix things that be, and you you have to see and it has to be noticeable that like man i'm broken right now mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to proactively not get to that broken point yeah as opposed to you know not put on the extra lbs but rather maintain yourself so yeah. you don't get to that point and i think that um you know and like and, and like i said like myself like i find myself at this point hitting a wall where i i'm feeling you know a, a little broken by this i'm feeling the the stress and the anxiety of like you know constantly seeing or thinking about death because mm -hmm. of this pandemic mm -hmm. and so i'm feeling like i need some other outlets i need some other tools yep um and and i need to acquire different skills um that will help in my own journey of self-awareness mm -hmm. in my own journey of mindfulness and and i'll say i am I've, i'm very proud that i'm a very curious person when it comes to myself i'm curious about a lot of things i'm curious about knowledge i'm curious about growth um but more than anything else i'm very curious about myself and my own psyche mm. and my own mental uh health and my own wellness and and my own utility 
And so I've been very, you know, forthright with myself about when I feel like things are adding stress to my life or when I've gone through anxiety or, you know, when I went through that process of discovering that I had 80, that I have ADD mm-hmm. and, and how that affects me and how I need to manage that on a day-to-day basis. And you talked about um, how you like to plan two, three, four steps ahead. Well, back when I was in college and I started realizing that ADD was really affecting me, the, the process of planning ahead was put on pause. And I had to really understand how to take things day by day because I was just learning how to manage myself on a day by day basis for really the first time in my life. Because, you know, we we grow up, you go through school and you kind of like you're put on this track, like, you know, where you're going to be through, you know, your first 17 or 18 years, you know that you're going to go to school, you know, and, and for for me, at least not mm-hmm. for everybody, but. But once that started to change a little bit and I realized like, okay, there's more things to be doing. And and with that, there's more things to be responsible of. There's more things to be accountable of. And and that includes self-accountability. And so, um, yeah, I've never shied away and I'm very grateful. and, And I encourage everybody that's listening to this, you know, don't shy away from, from the person that you see in the mirror. And I know that's easier said than done because I have, I've dealt with self-doubt. I've dealt with a lack of self-confidence. I've dealt with seeing the person in the mirror and really questioning that person yeah. at every turn. And so um, there was a point in my life and I think um, discovering how to manage ADD was that was a, was a turning point in my life where I realized like, you know, I, I started to gain confidence because I started to get to know myself better. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was forced to get to know myself better. And, um, and so that's kind of where I'm at with at this point in my life. Again, I feel like I'm at that point again, where, you know, I was 20 years old yeah. then, and here I am 24, about to be 25. And I feel like that I'm kind of needing to refresh myself on, um, on, you know, managing yeah. where I'm at managing the day to day, because like you said, you know, we always like to forecast kind of where we want to be. And that's great. And, and I, and I'm not saying we shouldn't do that because you got to, you know, it's, it's that idea of visualization, you know, when an mm-hmm. athlete is, is getting prepared for a game, they're visualizing what the plays are going to be and where people are going to be and how they can maneuver. It's the same thing with life. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy visualizing, okay, where, you know, what what projects are we going to be working on in mm-hmm. six months? You know, you know what companies, what organizations are we going to be working with in six months? What is the content that we need to be developing in six months? And and in my personal journey, you know, like where do I want to be um, in, in a from a physical health standpoint? Where do I want to be from an economic monetary standpoint? You know, what are the goals that I have, and how can I chase those goals? Yeah. But then at the same time, that balance that I was referring to earlier comes into place when you need to really sit with yourself and understand that, yo, in order to reach those far, those far out goals, in order to reach those three month goals, those six month goals or those nine month goals, you've actually got to start by winning the day. Yeah. You've got to start by managing 
where you are in that exact moment because if you if your mind is is too far away from that then you you might be missing out on some things that are happening right now yeah yeah you know that's uh, everything that you said is profound and um as somebody that's been able to witness you know your journey through all of that i mean it's really you know just as your as your dad it, it's I'm, I'm very proud of of uh you embracing the process of that and obviously understanding and recognizing that you know there's a lot more runway ahead of you to continue to work on things right um and i think it's so important that you be able to do that it's interesting because a few minutes ago i was just mentioning the opportunity of of new beginnings and um you know we're taping this uh a a, a little bit uh maybe a, a week a week and a half um since thanksgiving right and so we had the opportunity for the first time in i don't know maybe almost the entire year uh to to have at least the four of us together obviously we didn't have a big thanksgiving gathering but your brother was up from los angeles for a couple of days and so you know as we sat in our home and and uh you know social distance and wore mask and you just it just it 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 prompted a very interesting conversation uh a few days ago just about this year um the journey that you and i are talking about right now our personal journeys um and we all as individuals got a chance to kind of voice kind of where we were at this moment and snapshot in time. Yeah. And from that conversation, um, we made the determination that we need to maybe just embark on a little bit of family therapy, mm -hmm. yeah. which, you know, it, th there was, there was nothing that triggered it there th that triggered that like, Oh, we have a problem. We have issues. We need to go ahead and do that. It was just, Again, you just talked about the difference between being reactive and proactive. Yep. And this is we 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 just decided we were going to be proactive. We were talking about maintenance, right? We think about you know just getting some work done on the car recently, and one of the things that the mechanic was talking about uh, is a great analogy for what it is that we're talking about. What you just said was when things are you bring your car in and there's something wrong, and then they do a a thorough check on it and then they give you some recommendations of some things that they see need to be um handled and and dealt with and some of the things are more priority that need to be happen now and some of the things are you know some things that need to come in the not too distant future and get that fixed and so forth and so on and he was just kind of giving me the scoop on how many people will just look at the immediate thing that needs to happen. And obviously economically, you know, that comes into play, whether or not you're going to get all of your stuff on your car uh, repaired at that time. He said, but what tends to be the thing that happens is the folks that maintain the car, the car just lasts for them as long as they want it to. Right. If you want, if you have a car that has a hundred thousand miles on it and you want the car to, to give you 200 or 250,000 miles on it, just do the maintenance that needs to be done to make sure. But so many people walk away with all of these recommendations. And then, you know, those recommendations turn into more recommendations the next time the car comes into the shop. And then more recommendations after that the next time the car comes into the shop. So you look up 
and you got three or four pages of recommendations and then you wonder why the car just breaks down on you and it's done. Mm. Right. Mm. And so we just decided that we were going to be proactive. We don't want our car to break down on us. Yeah. Right. And so, um, uh, and so I was very, very uh, happy about that. I actually shared that with some relatives of ours that, you know, that we had this discussion that eventually led to the fact that we decided that we were going to, in the year 2021, you know, do some family therapy. But then to your brother's credit, um, you know, he made the recommendation for those of us that needed to just maybe start some individual therapy to deal with particular things in our life or things that we've been dealing with that have come about in the year 2020 or perhaps even before that, right. that, that, that therapy take place first before we jump into having some family therapy. And so, you know, we, we hope that this podcast for those people that hear this podcast will be uh, of a, a, a motivation to, to them as families or even as individuals yeah. to take the step that you need to take, because that analogy that I just shared about, the mechanic and your car and the repairs and all that. It's real. Yeah. If you think about your life in the same way, you can't keep putting things off, putting things off, putting things off until your life breaks down. You have to kind of deal with the maintenance that needs to take place um, during that, that journey. So um, this has been, this has been a good, this has been a good conversation, man. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that we, we touched on this because um so many people are are in need of um, of some help, and the message really is is be okay to get it. Yeah, yeah, be willing that's, to that's accept it. help and and understand. You know, it's all about self awareness and be honest with yourself, and that includes knowing your strengths and your weak your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, and and I think that and your values and your intuitions. And your beliefs, right? All of those things that 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 lead you to uh, a point in your life where you could just, you know, be the kid in class that's not afraid to raise their hand when you need help, right? So you can only control what you can control, uh, or as my as my boss in corporate America used to say to me all the time, just control the controllable. There you go. And that's what go. that's what you can do. So but uh, at any rate, man, I'll let you take us out on this. Yeah, you know, definitely. This was a good conversation. And um, to your point, for anybody listening to this, I hope you found value in this conversation. And I hope that um, you can begin your process of being more comfortable and having these conversations because these are conversations that matter. Yeah, so absolutely. With that being said, uh, make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and if you are on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, um, however you're listening to our podcast, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next time, peace. Peace out.